0: From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hey, welcome back to the Anxiety Project podcast. This one is number 67 and I am your host, Brad Robinson, here with you once again. I am excited to be here with you today. I got a Q&A podcast for you. I got awesome questions from people via email, uh, Instagram, Facebook, awesome questions. And if you have a question, ask me. You can Facebook me and Instagram me and go to my website at unpluganxiety.com and send me a question when you go under contacts, you can just write out a question and it'll email right to my inbox. So, and I'll answer it for you then and on this podcast. So I have some really great questions. I'm going to start off with the first question from Julia. Can I get rid of depersonalization completely? A very powerful question, a very great question. Depersonalization. depersonalization affected me and was a huge challenge when I was going through my anxiety disorder. I didn't even know what it was. It was a strange feeling. Depersonalization is the feeling of being disconnected with yourself and from reality. It feels like you're walking around in third person, like you're a video game character because when you play those video games, you see the character on screen, but you're the one controlling him, right? So depersonalization is that same feeling. You feel disconnected, but most importantly, you feel like a puppet and you feel like you're not in control of yourself And your movements. And also what you say. Sometimes I would say ridiculous things and I would think to myself, why did I just say that? That was so stupid. So I felt like I wasn't in control. I was a puppet. Someone with depersonalization feels emotionally numb and averts all their attention Onto themselves rather than others. And any responsibilities they have which were relevant becomes irrelevant. So all of those important tasks become irrelevant because an anxiety sufferer becomes more internal. They're concerned about their health, how they're feeling, rather than other important responsibilities in the outside world. And that was me. I was concerned over how I was feeling. I was confused. I was bewildered. I didn't have time to take on any of the responsibilities at home or at work and whatever it was. I was so internal. I was concerned how I was feeling. And there was a moment that I'll never Forget and this sums up depersonalization in a nutshell. I was crossing the street and my anxiety was at a level ten. I felt traumatized. I was crossing the road, not at an intersection, but just jaywalking at a, a certain part of the, the a busy street, and I wasn't paying attention to my surroundings and. I almost got hit by a car it was close the car whizzed right behind me and as soon as I got up on the curb I looked at the car that just passed me and I was like whoa I did not see that car I was so encapsulated in my internal world that I wasn't paying attention to the car passing by. I I looked both ways. I went, but I was so in my I was in my own bubble that I would, wasn't careful enough. And as soon as that car went by, I didn't feel shocked that I almost got hit. I was already in a sensitized traumatic state that that event didn't really overwhelm me because i was already in this anxious overwhelmed state i was surprised that i didn't even see that car and so i felt like i was in this blurry bubble detached from everything around me my external world so detached that i didn't pay attention to see that car coming and so that, that's my experience with depersonalization. And that's not the only day. Depersonalization was something that occurred often. And so I was in this traumatic state. The amygdala, which is the fight or flight response in your brain, is continually active, causing you to be sensitized to the world around you. Being stuck in fear mode is depersonalization, essentially. To cope with any physical or mental trauma, the body goes into defensive mode. My amygdala was activated. My fear response is active. My body is in defensive mode. And you will feel detached from rational thoughts. You will feel detached from your external environment. Your body is in defensive mode. Your body has detected something as a threat and is reacting accordingly. So how can we get rid of depersonalization? Well, once you move yourself from being at an anxiety level of a 10 to a 5, you will feel more present and less of a puppet. Your depersonalization lessens when your fear response lessens. So it's all about activating the parasympathetic nervous system instead. This system is your rest and digest system. So once you activate the parasympathetic nervous system, what happens? Well, the anxiety response lessens. The anxiety response, is the sympathetic nervous system and and when this is active all the time you have high levels of adrenaline you have high levels of cortisol you're extremely sensitive and you're walking around in a traumatic state so to activate the parasympathetic nervous system it's important to engage in anxiety reducing techniques mindfulness Practice, Which can be done through meditation or just sitting at the park, focusing your attention on the grass or the trees, whatever it is. Mindfulness and mindfulness meditation. Meditation reduces this stress response, the amygdala activation. Gets you more in the present moment. Gets you more in tune with yourself. Journaling is fantastic gets you truthful and in tune with your feelings time in nature reducing tv and social media just being with yourself exercising exercising is great for releasing the the dopamines and and feeling good breathing exercises very important, like the Wim Hof method, or just focusing on your breathing throughout the day activates the parasympathetic nervous system. These exercises, these techniques are crucial for reducing the stress in your life. People tend to put band-aids on their anxiety, but it's important to get into new habits like these to reduce Anxiety. So you have to add order to the chaos. There's people with severe anxiety disorders are thrust into chaos. Everything's chaotic. They're extremely sensitized. Something traumatic has happened in their lives or they're reliving past traumas. They're stuck in chaos. So adding order to the chaos is necessary. Structure is necessary. When you feel stuck in depersonalization, also going into complete acceptance is crucial. Acceptance mode. Acceptance mode is crucial. Surrendering to those feelings. Because anxiety sufferers tend to Experience symptom stress, which is stressed about being stressed. Stressed about being stressed. So, surrendering to those feelings, those uncomfortable feelings, is important for reducing your depersonalization. If you keep responding to depersonalization, those feelings emotionally, you keep it alive you keep paying attention to those feelings you are not going crazy as well you're not going crazy or you're not about to faint or you're not suffering from a strange unusual illness the doctors can't detect your body is in defensive mode the anxiety is triggered your amygdala is active And you feel all of these bodily sensations. You feel detached. You feel like a puppet. You're in a heightened state of anxiety. Accept the feelings and begin activating the parasympathetic nervous system. Number two. The second question I am going to answer is, can you talk about night terrors? from Shaz and night terrors is something that was common when I was going through my anxiety disorder with me. I would wake up in the middle of the night shaking, gasping for air. And it was so terrifying to me that I didn't want to go back to sleep because I felt like I wasn't going to wake up. I woke up in panic in the middle of the night, grasping for air. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't get enough oxygen in my lungs. So I woke up in panic. So I woke up in the middle of the night, essentially having a panic attack. Even when you're asleep, you're sensitized. So, you know, you're sensitized all day. Your anxiety response is active and you go to bed doesn't mean that it goes away. You know, your problems are still with you. Your problems are with you unconsciously. And when you're asleep, you, un- you access your unconscious mind more. So our thoughts become extremely active during deep levels of sleep. Whatever we are stressed about keeps us tossing in our sleep. If you are going through highly emotional traumas, then that will most definitely interrupt your sleep. It will show up unconsciously in your dreams, in, in your, your deepest of sleep, your REM sleep. Unresolved emotional memories keeps you in that traumatic state. The body is 100% memory. You may be reliving the traumatic memory in your sleep. Recalling the emotional event causes you to actually re-experience the visual senses felt during the original event. Traumatic people feel chronically unsafe in their bodies. When you cannot comfortably notice what is going on inside yourself, you respond to any sensation or feeling by shutting down or going into panic. You develop a fear of fear itself. If you suppress those memories, those traumatic moments, those highly emotional moments, they show up as symptoms that require your attention and they will continue to persist. Your body is telling you something to overcome night terrors. You must begin the desensitization process, change your lifestyle. What you do during the day determines how your sleep is going to be. If you're constantly stressed throughout the day, if you're constantly putting band-aids on your emotional issues, your past memories, if you're constantly eating junk foods, drinking coffee just to stay awake, it's going to affect your sleep. So get in touch with nature. Like I said in the previous question, activating the parasympathetic nervous system, getting in touch with nature, eating the right foods, meditating, exercise. These activities activate the rest and digest system. Practice mindfulness. The more you get in tune with who you are and how you feel, the more you will overcome this anxiety. People with anxiety don't want to face their true feelings, their true self. But when I was overcoming my anxiety, getting in touch with myself was an essential part of my recovery I wasn't in tune with myself before how I was feeling, really, what I really wanted out of life. I was always putting Band-Aids on my problems. Number three, the third question is, what would you say to someone who doesn't believe anxiety recovery is possible? Thank you, Callahan, for this awesome question. Well, I would tell them in in one sentence, I would say, you don't want to recover as badly as you think you do. That's what I would say. I had to ask myself at first important questions. If I don't recover in a year's time, what will my life be like? What will my relationships be like if I don't change? Will I actually develop a real physical illness if I don't change? If I keep my anxiety response active, will I actually develop a real Illness, I attached so much pain to not changing that I began to do everything I could to change. All that pain pushed me towards recovery. I had enough. I got so angry. With myself, and I took on the responsibility. I knew that I have to change in order for my external world to change. I was blaming everybody, I was blaming my parents, I was blaming my friends, I was blaming God for making me this way. But the truth is, until I took responsibility for my anxiety, I wasn't going to change. I had to do the work. I had to push through the pain in order to overcome this life challenge. So you have to pick your sacrifice. You have to give up the attachments you have over the unproductive, toxic lifestyle choices that you that only pull... You down that only keep you in your anxious state. When I began to pull away from my old lifestyle, and when, when I started to implement new habits in my life, I felt cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is feeling, thinking, or behaving in a way that you are not accustomed to. And this will cause resistance, right? You, when, when you reach this cognitive dissonance, when you start acting in a different way that you're not accustomed to, you're going to have tendencies to fall back in your old habits, your old ways unconsciously, because That's what you've practiced the most. That's what I practiced the most. I practiced anxiety for a long time. So when I started to engage in new habits, I felt that resistance, but I knew and I attached so much pain to not changing that I knew that I had to push through this uncomfortability, this pain of these new habits. So I wanted to go through the pain of change because it felt more rewarding than being stuck in that old anxious state. I didn't want to be that guy anymore. So my answer to that question, going back to the beginning, was you don't want to recover as badly as you think you do. If you've attached a lot of if you attach a lot of pain to not changing and being in your anxious state say a year from now you're going to you're going to change if you attach all that pain you're going to change because it's painful to live this way. And if you don't push yourself through that resistance, you're not going to see the bravery and the courage you actually have, which is inside of you, because it will come out. You will see a new side of you that you've never seen before. I saw a new person. I started to realize that I can actually do this. Pick your sacrifices. I, I, I gave up video games, and I gave up TV. I gave up those negative friends. I gave up those junk foods. I gave up that coffee and caffeine. I started to go to the gym instead. I started to meditate. I started to take cold showers. I started to engage in cognitive behavioral techniques every single day and challenge myself every single day. There was not one day where I didn't challenge myself, whether it was reading, whether it was exercising, whether it was challenging myself mentally, I always pushed myself forward because the more I pushed myself forward towards that ideal me, the more I realized I'm actually braver than I thought I was. I'm actually stronger than I thought I was. And a whole new you comes forth. So how much pain are you willing to go through to get out of your current anxious state and I never believed that I could before my anxiety recovery I always had this strong belief that you know my life is just going to be this way and that's that because when I was younger I always gave up when I hit those walls those that cognitive dissonance I always quit after a sport when it got too challenging, I always quit uh, during a school project, and I got my parents' help for it. I always, I couldn't push myself, and I and there was something there, this belief that, especially in my twenties, where I would, I would, I would say to myself, you know, I don't think I can get to that place. I don't think I can be that successful. I don't believe I can. But when I went through my anxiety recovery, I started to see a new side of me. When you introduce this discipline and you persevere through that resistance and you face the fears you always avoided, you're going to see a new you. And once you see that new you, keep Pushing forward, and you're going to have setbacks along the way, but it's important to fail forward. Keep going. This is for you. And then once you change, your external world will change. I had to grind, I had to grind and grind and grind and make sacrifices and push through that fear, push through that pain every day. It was not easy in the least. So how badly do you want to change? And that's where I'm going to leave you on this podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure You rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't forget that I have a YouTube channel, The Anxiety Project. I post everything anxiety recovery related on that channel. So please subscribe there and send me your questions and I will answer. Remember. Do not let anxiety define who you are, and I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at UnplugAnxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.